This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Brought to you by East Coast Christian Center. Morning Breath starts now. All right, good morning, good day, good afternoon, good evening, good whatever it is. Uh, thanks for uh, tuning into the show. Thanks for being here with us. Uh, this is Pastor Brian. I am uh, not Pastor Dan or Pastor Matt. Today we... Uh, I get to be a part of the show with you guys, and so we're excited to uh, be a part of a Drive Time Devotion. Sure to jumpstart your day if that's afternoon or morning or evening or whenever you're getting a hold of this. Uh, thanks for tuning in. I got a couple friends in the in the studio here with us. I got Pastor David Gammon. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Pastor Brian. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for uh, being here. Thanks for being a part of this. It'd be great. Super excited. Super excited. In the book of Matthew today, huh? Yeah, Matthew 24. Uh, we're winding down the uh, the book of Matthew. Been hanging around in Matthew for a bit, but it's been good. It's been a, been a good little journey, huh? Absolutely. I love it. I love the book of Matthew. Cool. We also have uh, in our studio extraordinaire, uh, Nick Clemenson here, uh, sitting behind the board there and making making it sound good, or trying to at least. Right. How you doing, Nick? I'm doing real good. Real good. Thanks for being here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thanks for being a part of this and helping us do what we do and getting the Word of God out to the county and uh, out to the world, I guess. People listening from all over the place, thanks for being a part of our show. Uh, Pastor David Gamm, you want to tell them how to get on board, how to get connected to the show, and what, what this is all about? Absolutely, man. We'd love you guys to jump on board. And a great way to do that is go to our website. That's eccc.us. You'll see a morning breath tab right there on the home landing page. Click on that and it'll it'll take you uh, where you need to go for prior chapters we've been in, you know, chapters we're going to go in. You'll be able to get the podcast there. Uh, like here's a podcast. So you'll also be able to go to wherever you get podcasts on your mobile devices. Put in Morning Breath. It should be the only one that pops up. You'll be able to get it that way. Call the front office at 321-452-1060. We'll be able to email it out to you that way. But the best way, anything East Coast, whether it's Morning Breath or events or a message or groups, go to your app store and get the East Coast app. Go ahead and put an East Coast on the um deal and you'll see a white cross on a blue background and grab that app it's it's a uh, man it's it's such a good tool through for staying plugged into the church and to the word throughout the week in a in a digital format yeah it's cool uh, we just really want you to get into the word of god on a daily basis and uh, if we can help you with that uh, that's what this radio show is about it's about you getting in the word of god and really growing in your walk with christ maybe hearing what some other people think about a chapter as they read it um, live on the air or you've read it and uh, just kind of compare notes a little bit, maybe see what God breathes on, and watch God breathe on similar things in your heart mm-hmm. as uh, as the hearts of us as we as we do it on the show. Uh, a couple things going on. It's the fall, and so uh, we got a couple fall events coming up. Uh, we'd love to see some fall weather coming our way eventually. Here seems like it's been a little bit rainy, and uh, but we aren't getting cold yet. We're still in the eighties, right. I guess. So anyway, we got a couple events. We got one at our Vieira campus out at uh, Vieira High School where we meet uh, every weekend for services. But there will they will be having. I should say they, we are having uh, Friday, October 25th, an event, a fall movie night. And so there'll be a movie out on the, uh, I think it's like a 30-foot screen or 25-foot screen. Yeah, it's incredible. Incredible inflatable screen that'll be out there. And uh, there'll be food and games and fun and uh, all sorts of stuff going on for the family out there. So that's from 7 to 9 p.m. on the 25th. And then we'll have what we've done here for a really long time on uh, on October 31st here at the Merritt Island campus. We'll have what we call our family fun night, games, food, fun for the whole family. And uh, that goes from 6.30 to 8.30 here at 680 uh, North Courtney Parkway in our parking lot. And uh, we'll just be people um, having some fun. Our goal is to get people on the property and just uh, be able to love on some families in our community and give them a safe place to, uh, to celebrate this fall and um, give them some alternatives to some things that are going on in culture and really just want to uh, love on people well. So we've got a couple events to do that. If you'd like to come or invite a family or a friend to do that, that'd be a really good time. And so 
Maybe we should get into the Word of God. Should we get into it? Absolutely, absolutely. Right on. Let's look at Matthew chapter 24. Mm-hmm. I got the New Living Translation. Mm-hmm. Not sure what you're reading from today. I'm going to switch got? over to New Living then. I'm uh, I'm on my device here. So I just switched over. So now I'm at NLT as well. All right, cool. So well, it looks like we have 51 verses, and uh, there is a split. Um, I don't know. You want to stop after 25. I'll get you started. You read the first 25, and I'll pick it up from there. How about All right, that? Matthew 24. All right, sure. I said to you, Pastor David Gammon, read, sir. As Jesus was leaving the temple grounds, his disciples pointed out to him the various temple buildings. But he responded, Do you see all these buildings? I tell you the truth. They will be completely demolished. Not one stone will be left on top of another. Later, Jesus sat on the Mount of Olives. His disciples came to him privately and said, Tell us, what will all, when will all this happen? What sign will signal your return and the end of the world? Jesus told them, Don't let anyone mislead you, for many will come in my name, claiming I am the Messiah. They will deceive many, and you will hear of wars and threats of wars, but don't panic. Yes, these things must take place, but the end won't follow immediately. Nations will go to war against nations and kingdoms against kingdoms. There will be famines and earthquakes in many parts of the world, but all of this is only the first of birth pains with more to come. Then you will be arrested, persecuted, and killed. You will be hated all over the world because you are my followers. And many will turn away from me and betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and will deceive many people. Sin will be rampant everywhere. And the love of many will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. And the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world. So that all nations will hear it and then all will come will the end will come the day is coming when you will see what daniel the prophet spoke about the sacrilegious objects that caused desecration standing in the holy place reader pay attention then those in judas all right that was not in red so that was not jesus saying that <laughs> just because you're not reading this i need to let you know that so that was not a quote Re- jesus did not just say that that was um, that was Matthew's writing. Then those, uh, then those in Judea must flee the hills, and a person out of the deck of the of the roof must not go down into the house to pack. A person out in the field must not even return to get a coat. How terrible it will be for a pregnant woman for a nursing mother in those days! And pray that your flight will not be in winter or in the Sabbath, for there will be a greater anguish than at any time since the world begun. Begun. It will never. Be so great again. In fact, unless that time of calamity is shortened, not a single person will survive, but it will be shortened for the sake of God's chosen ones. Then if anyone tells you, look, here is the Messiah, or there he is, don't believe it. For false messiahs and prof- false prophets will rise up and perform great signs and wonders as to deceive, if possible, even God's chosen ones. See, I have warned you about this ahead of time. All right, verse 26 of Matthew 24. It says, so if anyone tells you, look, the Messiah is out in the desert, don't bother to go and look. Or look, he's hiding here, don't believe it. For as the lightning flashes in the east and shines in the west, so it will be when the Son of Man comes. Just as the gathering of vultures shows there is a carcass nearby, so these signs indicate that the end is near. Immediately after the anguish of those days, the sun will be darkened, the moon will give no light, the stars will fall from the sky, and the powers in the heaven will be shaken. And then at last, the sign that the Son of Man is coming will appear in the heavens, and there will be a deep mourning among all the peoples of the earth. And they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds and of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send out his angels with a mighty blast of a trumpet, and they will gather his chosen ones from all over the world, from the, uh, from the farthest uh, ends of the earth and heaven. Now learn a lesson from the fig tree. 
When its branches bud and its leaves begin to sprout, you know that summer is near. In the same way, when you see all these things, you will know his return is very near, right at the door. I tell you the truth, this generation will not pass from the scene until all these things take place. Heaven and earth will disappear, but my words will never disappear. However, no one knows the day or the hour when these things will happen, not even the angels in heaven or the Son himself. Only the Father knows. When the Son of Man returns, it will be like it was in Noah's day. In those days before the flood, the people were enjoying banquets and parties and weddings right up to the time Noah entered his boat. People didn't realize what was going to happen until the flood came and swept them away, or swept them all away. Then it was, uh, that is the way it will be when the Son of Man comes. Two men will be working together in the field. One will be taken, the other left. Two women will be grinding flour at the mill. One will be taken, the other left. So you too must keep watch. For you don't, uh, for you don't know what day your Lord is coming. Understand this: if a homemaker or a, if a homeowner knew exactly what a burglar was when, sorry, let me back up. Understand this: if a homeowner knew exactly when a burglar was coming, he would keep watch and not permit his house to be broken into. You also must be ready all the time, for the Son of Man will come when least expected. A faithful, sensible servant is one to whom the master can give the responsibility of managing his other household servants and feeding them. If the master returns and finds that the servant has done a good job, there will be a reward. I tell you the truth, the master will put that servant in charge of all he owns. But what if the servant is evil and thinks, my master won't be back for a while, and he begins beating the other servants, partying and getting drunk? The master will return unannounced and unexpected, and he will cut the servant to pieces and assign him a place with the hypocrites. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Amen. It's pretty... uh. Pretty, uh, I don't know. Pretty, pretty rich little chapter here. Uh, Jesus talking to his disciples. You know, I really, I really just kind of enjoy the um, the beginning portion of this um, this chapter. Of course, there's this long, um, you know, I don't know. Jesus talking basically the whole the whole chapter here. But you know, it starts out with uh, with you know Jesus going, "Hey, do you, you see these temple buildings? You see what's going on here?" You know, um, his disciples actually are pointing it out to him, and he goes, "Hey, something's going to happen here. It's going to change radically." And um, then later, it says they sat down and he tells them all the rest of the stuff, right? And they start questioning him. And I just, I really liked it. You know, as I read this, I, I just feel, I just feel the value of understanding that we serve a God, just as in in the day of face to face, he was answering questions with the disciples, sitting, hanging out, talking about, you know, what 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 will happen, what might, you know, be coming in the days ahead, and that we can actually have that kind of relationship still with a God Almighty that lives on the inside of us, that we can get into His Word and grow from, that we can sit and spend time with and talk to, and. Um, of course, it's not face-to-face today, but we do have the ability to do it spirit-to-spirit. You know, like we have the same spirit on the inside of us that raised Christ Jesus from the dead, that we can actually be acquainted with his desires, his his thoughts towards the future. And, um, you know, it, it didn't it didn't change just because he went, and, you know, went to heaven. He deposited, he said he must go, that, uh, that something greater would come, the helper would come, that we actually have a helper that we could do life with. And um, part of this show and the, the, the desire of this show is that you would do life with the Word of God, that the Word would change you, would encourage you, that you get spoken to by the Word of God, by the Spirit of God. And so, um, I don't know, just another reminder to go, you know what, because we can't see face-to-face with Jesus today doesn't mean that we can't have conversation, that we can't do life together, and uh, we can't understand some things that are coming ahead of us. You know, this is this was prophetic about, you know, years and years, you know, down the road. This was not speaking about, hey, in a couple of days this is going to happen. This was actually laying some groundwork for, like, you know, hundreds of years ahead of us. Absolutely. You know? And so... Even in today's era, today we can hear from God about a future that is full of hope for us, that there's some pretty scary things that he's saying to these guys, that, hey, um, you'll be arrested, persecuted, and killed. That's pretty exciting, right? Like, yeah, think right. about that. It's like, hey, you know, 
this is going to happen, and by the way, you're going to die, you're going to be persecuted, you're going to get beaten, arrested, um, you'll be hated all over the world. Like, right. hey, you guys, you know, and I don't think he was just speaking to the, just the, the 12 at this point, just the disciples about these things, but he's saying, hey, for future generations, followers of Christ, followers of me, disciples, will will encounter some things that it's not going to be fluffy and just pretty all the time, you know? And uh, maybe we just need a reminder of that today, even to go, you know what? Man, you face some hardship today, some trials, some persecution. You know what? Jesus talked. He said it was going to come. And uh, don't be surprised by it. Don't be uh, don't be alarmed. That's part of this chapter as well. Don't be alarmed when things you know are happening. Um, we need to be wise and be keep our eyes open. So I don't know. You want to add to any of that? Or you know, I, I love what you're saying because that actually stood out to me too when he started saying, "Hey, not a single one of these, uh, well, not a single one of these buildings are going to be left standing. Matter of fact, the stones are not going to be yeah. left even one on top of each other." That's a bold statement. Okay, that's a very bold statement um, for especially because they knew the process it took to get there. Oh, yeah. King David bringing the, allocating the resources. Solomon get, executing the orders for us to be built. The building of that temple was a massive icon in the history of Jerusalem. But here's the thing, is that Jesus' word was 100% true, yeah. and that historians will point out that not one stone when Jerusalem was destroyed by Rome of the temple was left on top of each other. And you're like, well, how do you know that? Were you there? No, but the historians were, and the orders given from the Roman centurions, the, the Ro- from Caesar, was that you are not to leave one stone on top of the other. And you're like, wow, that's crazy. How did Jesus know? Well, Rome ordered it that way because Solomon had gold on each stone, yeah. and he wanted every bit of the gold stripped off. Yeah. So, so it's incredible when you think of that. And then he says later on, he says, you know, all these things will be washed away, wiped away, gone away, except for my word. Yeah. And then once, once I, once I heard that, and you know, I read that, I was like, man, I'm really glad that his word calls me friend. Yeah. Come on. You know, I'm really glad that his word calls me a new creation. I'm really gl- glad that what his word speaks over me as a better word than anything this world can hold because any word that this world holds will fade away, but any word from our Savior will ring forever, and that means we can hold on to it. We can hold on to that promise and that it will be true, and that's super encouraging um, for myself. And if you're going through some stuff today, man, don't hold on to to the gifts that God's given you. That sounds crazy. Or maybe, and by that I mean, whether you have charisma or you have money or you have uh, you have a certain talent or you're maybe, you know, maybe you're just really coy and sly at shifting and doing stuff that maybe you're not too proud of. Don't yeah. hold on to any of that stuff, whether it's good or bad. Hold on to the word of Jesus. That's the one true thing that will not return void. Yeah, you know, he's talking about some, like you said, some iconic buildings, some iconic, even what the temple represented in their community. And, you know, this was like, this is this is earth-shattering, literally. This is like, this is some seriously, like, revolutionary stuff he's saying to these guys. And he's not just, like, you know, flippantly saying, he's saying, hey, be on alert. Like, there's going to be more that comes. There's going to be a whole lot that changes here in your lifetime and in, in, the, in the future generations to come. And just kind of laying the groundwork for um, some of the seriousness of the of the desire that he has for people around mm-hmm. him, more so than building buildings and putting temples up that are lavish and such. His desire is that, you know, he said that um, 
the the one who end, you know endures to the end will be saved. That the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world. Like he's got some things in here going. Hey, you know what's going to be tough, but this is what I want you to stay focused on. Mm-hmm. Don't don't get so wrapped up in the stuff and in the in the traditions even of the culture of you know. I mean, in our day, think about what you could get wrapped up in in our culture today that could just totally divert you from the call of God to go preach the gospel of the whole world. Like we have in this season that we are. This is you know. Couple thousand years later, I mean, we're talking about two thousand years later. We still are still dealing with some of these same things. It's not like it's all changed. Like what he was speaking to in that moment was speaking about future generations. Going, you know what? Let's not get so caught up in the stuff and the talents and the gifts and the buildings and the things. Let's be focused on what matters. And he, you know, he's very clear that hey, the whole world needs to be told about Jesus. And so that's that's what we're doing. We're staying the gas on. on the pedal. That that's why we're having the show. Even we want to. We want to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. We want to help you out there be able to do this very thing. That he says, hey, sin's going to be rampant, and the love of, of love of many will grow cold. But, he says, but the one who endures the end will be saved. Let's keep working. Let's stay. Let's keep our hands in the plow. Let's keep going forward. Let's keep building. Though you're going to see some stuff around you changing, and, you know, there's things changing in our in our nation today. There's things changing around the world today. That are making it more difficult to preach the gospel, but he's saying, "Hey, you know what? Let's let's stay let's stay focused on what we need to be focused on, and how much more so in the early church? Like we're talking about from the very groundwork here. Like you know, it's just days here. You know, a very short time before he's going to die, and, and persecution like Absolutely. like they've never seen before to their savior. You know, it's mm-hmm. coming, and so he's just reminding them and setting them up early to go. You can do this, but just be careful, right? Be careful along the way. And so, you know, maybe the encouragement today is, you know, be careful, be wise about how you're sharing the gospel and what you're doing out there, but don't don't get off the gas. Stay on Come the on. gas. Let's go. And and I love this because in the, in the chapter before this, Jesus, he rebukes the process. <laughs> he actually goes into this temple for the last time um, that we'll see him in the temple in Jerusalem. He rebukes it, gives the seven woes to the leadership, to the, fri- the, to the Pharisees and the scribes. And pretty much walks like he gives the ultimate spiritual mic drop on the law and the Old Testament right there. And he takes spiritual responsibility of eternity and puts it on his shoulders and goes to the cross. And I look at that and I I look at my life and, and looking at what he says here in Matthew 24 is like, I don't ever want to have the process be my faith. I want I want Jesus to be the root of my faith. And when it comes to looking at what's lying ahead, to put that, unpack that a little farther, I have a seven-year-old, a six-year-old, a something and a something. Uh, And uh, I'm I'm joking, a (laughs) two-year-old and a four-month-old. But uh, I don't raise my son up to be like, okay, let's hear that worship song again. All right, we need to hear the good scales. We need to be able to hear the good notes. All right, Avery, my six-year-old, this is how you preach. This is what it looks. Nope, don't do that from the platform. Don't turn your back to the audience. Come on, you're going to be a good speaker. No, 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 no. That's that's teaching my kids to fall in love with the process of what they see. I want to teach my kids to fall in love with Jesus so that whatever happens, whatever process they're in, whether we're in feast or in famine, that, that the gospel, like Paul would say to, I believe, Titus or Timothy, it's a guard the gospel with all diligence. You know, guard that gospel that they the gospel is what's in their heart. The gospel is who they are and what they love. Not the process of our modern day temples. And I mean that encouragingly when I call them modern day temples, because you know, I'm not against the church. I I love the church. Um but at the same time, we got to know what we're here and why we're doing it, and that's Jesus. Yeah, if we're not careful, we'll get caught so much in the process that we'll miss Jesus. Yeah. Like, and sadly, there's Pharisees and Sadducees that uh, that knew very well the law. They knew they knew the traditions, but they didn't know Jesus. You know, and I would hate 
for anyone out there, myself or anyone included, you know, hear those words, I never knew you, depart from me. Wow. Right? Like, like you could do all this stuff. There's some pretty challenging verses in Scripture yeah. about, you know, I prophesied in your name, I did it, and I, you know, I fed the hungry, I did all this, but, and he goes, but you never, I never knew you. And I think Jesus is really getting to the process here and going, you know what, let's, let's break some of this down and go, you know what, it's about relationship. Let's dig in and like I said to start this chapter, I really value the relationship side of being able to sit and commune with Jesus. Like these guys are hanging out, he's talking to him in his in his last moments, really, like in a in a very short time before going to a cross and going, you know what? These things are going to happen. Mm-hmm. Heads up. And I mean, as a as any part of society today, whether you're an employee, whether you're an employer, whether you're a, a student, whether you're an athlete, whether you're in a coach, wouldn't you like to know what's coming before it comes? Like, come yeah. on, like we have we have helper to do that. We have the spirit of God on the inside of us today to be able to do that. We don't have to sit back and wonder what's going to happen. We have a spirit of God that wants to lead us and guide us and show us into all truth that we can actually figure this out before it has to happen. Versus, imagine not having this conversation and then they see right? some things blowing up around them. You know, going what in the world? But to just be on the front side with God is just an incredible value that we have today and that they had to be with Jesus. Dude, I, I man, I tell you, when I was reading through this and I was hearing about all the, the bad parts in the end, I'm like, man, how sad for it to be in nursing oh, yeah. weather in these times and this and that. Um, Nick, you need to look this up later. It's a classic, all right? <laughs> it's a little movie called Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Harrison Ford, Sean Connery, and— um, I love this scene from it. Is it. Yeah, it's Last Crusade. And Indiana Jones has got to go through all these obstacles in true Indiana Jones style. And he gets to one where he's got to, to cross in this tunnel and these people are dying before him. And, and he has this like little key. It's like, you know, uh, only the penitent man shall pass. And it's, of course, Harrison Ford saying that over and over. And he's like, oh, my goodness, the penitent man kneels before God. And he kneels and the blade just misses his head and this and that. And I always think about this as like, you know, God's word and God's spirit directs yeah. us through any adversity. Yeah, come on. God is not like uh, Pastor Dan said a couple weeks ago. So good. When he talked about the um, the talked about Esther, that the, the solution to the problem was already in the palace. That's good. You know, God, God actually might have led you to the area so that you could hear him. Maybe not so you could hear him. I want to pack that a little clearer. The adversity is coming, guys. Like, when we get saved, we can't just say, oh, well, it's just, you know, rainbows and, and butterflies. Like, yeah. there will be adversity, but his word will never return Come void, on. and his spirit will never lead us. So that gives us a peace that will surpass all understanding. And just like the Indiana's own, Indiana Jones reference, we got to just look to what he is, take a knee to our own desires, because that's what Indiana Jones does in the moment, takes a knee, and then do what God's instructing us to do. Yeah, the, uh, the just the picture of going, you know what, um, there's a way to do this. There's a way to navigate this. And, uh, you know, down towards the end of the chapter, he's talking about, you know, uh, there's people left um, as workers in the field and, um, you know, to manage somebody else's field. And what are they going to do? They're going to get lazy. They're going to, you know, go out and get drunk and party mm-hmm. and be stupid. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, be ridiculous. Or are you going to stay faithful to what you're called to do and, and be asked to do? And so, you know, there's things that we've been asked to do as believers, as followers of Christ is, you know, Go make disciples of the whole earth. Like we need to, we need to be busy about that. And and I really do believe that the the way to stay 
clean, quote unquote, from the world is not to try not to mess up, but to actually stay focused on what is right and what is true and what we're supposed to be doing. And if we're doing what we're called to do, we're de- what we're designed to do by the grace of God, you know what? You can actually avoid a ton of mess around the outside of you if we can just stay focused on what we're supposed to be focused on, right? That we don't get weary in doing in doing well. Like, you know, there's there's so many ways that we can get distracted and we can get kind of pushed around a bit. Or you can stay faithful to what you're called to do. And so, you know, this this concept that two men will be working and one's going to be taken and another one will be left and woman grinding in the mill, one taken, one left, like it can be very sobering on, on one level, you know, um, to go, man, what, what what's going on here? Well, you know what? Let's stay faithful. Let's stay faithful to fulfill the the, the dream of God for this community, for this um, for this area, for your workplace, for your sphere of influence. Just be faithful to that. Be faithful to stay focused on what what you're supposed to. It says in verse forty five, a faithful, sensible servant oh, wow. is one to whom the master can give the responsibility of managing his uh, his other household servants and feeding them. You know that's a serious call that we have to do that. Let's be faithful to his house and and you know what. I don't know what that looks like for you, but I, I I do know that it looks like getting in a local church and getting faithful to the house of God. Absolutely. But this isn't also, too, like if you're out there and you're like, well, this is a, a rapture reference. Yeah. Oh, hold on a second. It is? <laughs> but hold on a second. 47,000 people die every day. Huh. One was sitting there. One oh, died. Yeah. You will meet Jesus one day, whether it's yeah. the rapture or, you know, you're done. Um, so it's more than just a rapture reference here. So staying faithful is staying faithful to you cross that finish line here. Um, like Paul writes about, which I can't remember now in this sentence, so I shouldn't have alluded to it, <laughs> but I'm going to run that race, you yeah. know, and, and until we get to the feet of Jesus. That's good. We need to get to a break. We'll be right back. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. East Coast Christian Center would like to invite you to join us on a 10-day Israel Bible study tour led by co-pastors Dan and Matt Staubaum. The trip will take place March 9th through the 18th, 2020. The total cost is $3,995. For more info or to register, sign up at eccc.us slash Israel trip. Take this year with God at East Coast Christian University to truly understand why and how to continue your destiny and walk with Christ. Earn your associate's, bachelor's, and master's degree. Our instructors are experienced, helpful, and show a genuine love for studying the Word of God. East Coast Christian University is located at 670 North Courtney Parkway, Merritt Island. For more information, our number is 452-1060, extension 131. And our website is eccuequipped.com. For 30 years, Cabern Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable, and customer satisfaction is their top priority. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabern Air will take care of it. 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or visit them online at cabern.com. Pineapple Garden Assisted Living Facility, located in the Rockledge Vieira area. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved one is safe and secure. Please visit us today by going online at pineapplegarden.com or call 321-405-CARE. 
Imagine what Brevard County could be like if we would minister to the homeless and those suffering from life-controlling behaviors. Please join Overlook Ministries at our annual Fiesta Dinner on October 19th at 7 p.m. in the East Coast Christian Center Avenue to see how you can make a difference. Once again, that's October 19th at 7 p.m. in the East Coast Christian Center Avenue. The need is great and the time is now. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Breath. I just in closing had one more thought of verse 46 and 47. It says, The master returns and finds that the servant has done a good job. There will be a reward. I tell you the truth, the master will put that servant in charge of all that he owns. And, you know, I think it just speaks to, you know, how, how does promotion happen? How does how do we get to where we, quote unquote, want to be maybe or what where where we should be and maybe in your own mind where you think you should be? And I would just really challenge you today, you know, be faithful and doing the little things. Do what do what's been placed in your hands to do and do that well. And don't get distracted by the lack of promotion or the the, the, the opportunity that you're not getting. So many people can get caught up in what you don't have, and where comparison, you know, gets us into a trap. We're looking left or right. That's good. You know what? Let's just be faithful to what the master's put in our hands. Put he's puts us in charge of some stuff. You know what? If we're gonna get promotion, it comes from him. The master's the one who does it, and so let's be faithful to him. Let's be faithful to those around us. And uh, you know what? I challenge you today too is let's get into Church of God's Choice this weekend. If you don't have a church home, we'd love to invite you to East Coast Christian Center, one of our three campuses. Go to our website, check that out, and uh, we'll get you connected. God bless you guys. Have a great week. Love you guys. Peace. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.